Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News. Coverage you can count on. We are just hours away from a WRL weather alert day. Thanks for joining us tonight. Well, this is the system we are watching right here. Right now it's in Florida, but it's making its way here to us by tomorrow. Meteorologist Anthony Baglione joins us now with more on the level two risk for severe weather. Anthony, there's even a chance of isolated tornadoes. Uh, yeah, Julian, there are. And so we're going to go over here all of this in detail to kind of get you an idea of what we're expecting for tomorrow. Let's start off here with our hour by hour as we go into tonight. So over the next couple of hours, Let's say you're planning here for your Saturday evening. No issues. We are going to be nice and dry. We head up until about midnight, though, and onward. That's when we're talking about these showers and storms starting to push in. There are going to be multiple waves here. So there's future cast. We start off heading into tonight. There is midnight. We see the showers pushing in from the south there. There's 4 a.m. We likely will see some pretty heavy showers here early tomorrow morning. That is system number one that is currently down near Florida. They have seen a ton of rainfall from that. That one. It will push its way through 7 a.m. We may get a break as we head late morning, 10, 11 a.m. up until about lunchtime or so. Then in the afternoon, we're going to get ahead of a cold front that's going to push in from the west, and that will also bring that chance for some strong to severe storms here. There's 3 o'clock, and as we head throughout the day ahead of that front is where we will watch for that severe potential. Nearly our entire viewing area under that level 2 out of 5 risk where you see the yellow showing up there from the Storm Prediction Center. The isolated tornado threat mainly focused during the morning. I think as we get into the afternoon, that threat really does shift here east of our area, but even our southeastern county. So we'll be watching that pretty closely. And otherwise, everyone has that potential here for some strong gusty winds, Julian, and maybe some small hail. We will go over, though, all of this in depth here the next time we meet and show you a much drier forecast in the next week. Oh, I'd like to hear that. Thanks, Anthony. And with another WRL weather alert day expected tomorrow, now is the time, the perfect time to download the WRL weather app to your phone or tablets. It will bring you real-time updates anytime there's risky weather in the area. Well, tonight we're hearing more from neighbors about the Fayetteville police officer and his wife who were found dead inside their home yesterday. The police chief says Officer Domingo Rodriguez and his wife Yetza Torres were found with gunshot wounds at their home on Vandenberg Drive. WRL's Brett Neese is live in that neighborhood right now where this all happened. Brett. Julian, family members have been in and out of that home here on Vandenberg Drive where this all happened. They've been in and out all afternoon. I spoke with a neighbor, Dennis Corbin. He shared with me this photo of him and his son with Officer Rodriguez between them. This photo from a New Year's Eve party just a couple of months ago. Corbin tells me he and Rodriguez were like brothers ever since the Fayetteville officer moved in about five years ago. You're now seeing video from the WRL breaking news tracker of the scene from last night. Corbin says he's in shock that something like this happened to Rodriguez and his wife, and the reality of it all is starting to set in. I'm going to go home, and Mingo's not going to be there. I mean, he's not going to come out of the house sometime later on today or tomorrow. I'm not going to see him waving when he's driving out, going to work, or coming back in. 
Corbin says Mingo was his nickname. The two had become pretty close over the last couple of years. Corbin says Rodriguez shared with him that he had PTSD from his time serving in the military. So far, what police haven't said is whether or not they're actively searching for a suspect. That's a question we're going to continue to ask, and as soon as we get an update, we'll pass it along, Julian. Uh, still so many questions in this one. Brittany's reporting live for us tonight in Fayetteville. Thank you. Investigators in Fayetteville are investigating a deadly motorcycle crash on Rayford Road. Police tell us the SUV was turning into a parking lot when the motorcycle crashed into it. The driver of the motorcycle, 52-year-old Edgar Thomas, was taken to the hospital where he later died. Investigators say speed appears to be a factor in this crash. Well, the fight against gun violence in Durham is going to the football field. A new youth sports program is giving children and teens a positive alternative to the negative influences surrounding them on the streets. WRAL's Matt Tolham takes us to the field where they're learning to play games and not guns. The football field at Twin Lakes Park. We're playing some football. That's what we're doing. Throw the ball! Snaps into action on a Saturday. We got some dogs. We got some dogs. For a conversion <laughs> of a different kind. Life is precious. We need to make sure these young black men grow up feeling safe, making sure that they don't have to fear the violence around them. This youth football league is organized by Tangela Keenan and her husband, Coach Chris. We named the league Legacy League. Completing the past. From one generation to the next is the purpose of their Play Games, Not Guns initiative. We believe that in spite of all the gun violence, in spite of all the gang violence um, in Durham, that these kids still deserve to leave a legacy behind for their families and generations to come. It's our receiver. Students from NC Central University coach and mentor the kids on and off the field. I want you up here with a linebacker with you, okay? And support comes from the sidelines. So as you look out here, you see that everybody's coming together. We're coming together to focus on one thing, and that's support the kids out here, their dreams, their vision, and something that is positive. Dennis Garrett is one of those supporters in the crowd. He knows what it's like to fumble in his youth. I was one of those that was on the streets, and nobody gave me an opportunity. Now Garrett is part of the Durham Reformers Crime Intervention and Prevention Group. He sees the coaches' work here as an interception for these young men. He give them life coaching skills. He ain't just teaching them what's going on on the football field. He giving them an opportunity to live a new life. One, two, three, Matt Tallhelm, WRL News, Durham. All right, here's the reason for that smile. That league is free for the kids. Play Games Not Guns has more than 100 young athletes playing football. Next, the group plans to work with First Tee Triangle to offer golf lessons to the kids as well. Love all of that. Well, while Democrats in Congress have been pushing for more gun control legislation, Republicans have been blocking those efforts. Meanwhile, Republican majorities and several state legislators have passed measures that relax gun regulations. Given those challenges, the group Moms Demand Action is also encouraging families to make gun safety a priority in their own homes. They emphasize the Be Smart Educational Program. SMART is an acronym that stands for Secure All Firearms in Your Home and Vehicles. Model, model responsible behavior around firearms. Ask about the presence of unsecured firearms in other homes. Recognize the role of firearms in suicide. And tell your peers to be smart. Moms Demand Action spokesperson Stormy Ingold says her group has been teaching people the Be Smart strategy everywhere they can. Um, they'll go to a homeowners association, a PTA meeting, a church, a soccer team, um, you know, wherever, wherever anybody will listen to them. They will give 
they will give that pitch and that that helps a great deal. Tapes or is that something? That's a pitch that needs to be heard over and over again. You can learn more about the gun safety program at BeSmartForKids.org. Additional rain from last night's storms helped firefighters battling the Great Lakes fire in eastern North Carolina. According to the U.S. Forest Service, the fire in the Croatan National Forest is now 40 percent contained. Because of the progress, some personnel and equipment are being allowed to leave the scene. So far, 32,000 acres have been scorched. The fire is suspected to be man-made and is still under investigation. As the war between Ukraine and Russia drags on, a group of more than 5,000 miles away from the war zone is doing what they can to help women and girls in those areas. Listen to what they're doing. Today, the nonprofit Voice hosted an event in Wake Forest to gather supplies to package donations. Voice's mission is to end gender-based violence against women and girls. These are pictures of today's event at the Massenburg Center. Items in the kits include emergency contraception, underwear, socks, menstrual products, and water purification tablets. The kits will now be sent over to the Ukraine. Still to come at six, remembering those who fought for civil rights right here in Raleigh. Coming up, the new historical marker unveiled today, paying tribute to a key moment in North Carolina history. And a happy update from the SPCA of Wake County on two derpy cats. Coming up, the good news for the two felines with the intense stare. Should well-off families be given taxpayer money to send their kids to private schools? Top Senate and House Republicans are on track to drastically expand the school voucher program. On the record, we talked to an opponent and advocate of the proposal, plus a moving one-on-one -on -one interview with North Carolina's Teacher of the Year, tonight on the record. Welcome back. Well, this was a big reason to celebrate today. There's a new historic marker at the Village District Shopping Center in Raleigh, formerly known as Cameron Village. The Friends of Oberlin Village unveiled a civil rights trail marker in the 400 block of Woodburn Avenue. That's in honor of 41 students from Shaw and St. Aug who were arrested during a sit-in at a Woolworths lunch counter in 1960. Now, that protest mirrored the famous one in Greensboro. Charges against the students were later dropped. However, what happened in Raleigh helped launch the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee at Shaw. It also triggered countless other demonstrations across the country. How fortunate it is that the state of North Carolina and the citizens of Oberlin would call us together to remember that this is sacred ground where students were willing to risk their freedom in order to see equality promoted. I'm happy and proud to be among those who were here. Oh, we can't thank those students enough for their sacrifices. Now, you can read the full story of that historic protest and its aftermath at WRL.com. It is one of the biggest weekends of the year in downtown Fayetteville. The Fayetteville Dogwood Festival is back. It features music, carnival rides, and food vendors on the Midway. The festival will continue into tomorrow and includes a concert from Buck Cherry and Lit on tonight and the ultimate Michael Jackson experience tomorrow night. Write all of that down. Centennial Campus at NC State turned a shade of purple this afternoon. Runners and walkers participated in the annual Purple Stride Run Walk. This was one of 60 events today held across the country. The event raises money for pa patriotic cancer, patriotic, excuse me, patriotic cancer, 
and research. Well, today is a World Wish Day for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Elena Vollmer, a 16-year-old, had a dream of writing and publishing her own children's book. Sadly, while the book was being illustrated, Elena passed away with terminal brain cancer. This morning, the book Coconut and Charles was released at Crabtree Valley Mall. Congratulations. Glad to see that book was finished. Well, cyclists from afar and away as New York City, they came as far away from New York City, Washington, D.C., and all over North Carolina. They took to Johnston County roadways earlier this morning. They were part of the 1911 Cycle Fest 2023. The annual bike ride is sponsored by the Smithfield chapter of Kappa Alpha Psi, Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity to promote healthy lifestyles through cycling. Their goal is also to support the local community with college scholarships and completely free bikes for kids. Riders today could choose between 20, 30 and 50 mile routes as they were escorted by the North Carolina State Highway Patrol troopers and Smithfield Police Department officers. Way to go. An adorable update on the on the SPCA of Wake County on what they call derpy cats and their best friend. There's more. Earlier this week, we told you about the story of Rudy and his best friend, Opie. Rudy and Opie caught our attention when the SPCA of Wake County posted these pictures on their Facebook page of the pair. Hundreds of people commented and shared the post, and now the two best friends have a new home. In a post, the SPCA of Wake County said, quote, may they bless their new family with derpy love for many years to come. Oh, they are just the cutest. Not so cute, Anthony, this severe weather that is coming our way. Yeah, we just can't get a break here. We've had these weather alert days, multiple of them over the past couple of weeks. Let's talk about here, Julian, our severe risk as we head into tomorrow specifically. And so what we have seen the Storm Prediction Center do is put most of our viewing area in that level two out of five risk here, where you see that yellow showing up on the map. It really starts to drop off as you head west of the triangle. And so I want to preface that by saying the best chances here where you see that yellow outline right there look to be even east of that places like Goldsboro, Fayetteville, New Bern as we head toward the coast. That's when I when we look at the ingredients in the atmosphere, that is the best potential here tomorrow. But where you see that green shade here further to the west, it does drop off to a lower threat here tomorrow afternoon. Otherwise, all, we're all talking damaging winds, some small hail, maybe an isolated tornado. We're going to see a couple rounds of showers and storms come through. Right now, there is a pretty potent storm system down in Florida. There's that center of low pressure right there. Lots of heavy rainfall associated with that system down toward Tampa, Jacksonville. This is going to continue to push up to the north and east and affect us as we head into tonight and again into tomorrow morning. So that's really round number one. Then we get a cold front that's going to spark up some showers here tomorrow late afternoon into the evening before it finally all gets out of here and we see a nice dry forecast to start this upcoming week. There is future cast though. Notice we head into tonight. We're going to start off mostly dry. So plans over the next couple of hours looking good, but that rain does start to push in, especially after about midnight or so showers and storms likely here as we head into early tomorrow morning. There may be even a few breaks there's 4 a.m. We had later in the morning. There's 7 a.m. Likely to see a few breaks in this coverage. It is not going to be you wake up and it's raining, storming all day long, which is good. Some of the models originally were thinking that we're going to have rain all day long, but at this point, it does look like we will see some breaks. There is future cast as we head later in the day. 
The cold front starts to spark up some showers here. There's noon. Look at that severe potential though as we head later in the afternoon where you see the purple and the pink showing up. That's future cast saying there's something going on in this cell indicative of maybe some small hail, very, very heavy rainfall, and it's really pinpointing that pretty well. Fayetteville, Goldsboro, our eastern counties really looks like the best chance here for some storms tomorrow afternoon. The severe potential, for instance, in a place like Durham and further west looks much, much lower here, but of course we'll keep you updated as we go throughout the day. Maybe a final push of some moisture there by 7 to 8 p.m. as the cold front itself starts to cross and then it will all be out of here by the time we head into Monday morning and look like a dry start. Here's where we sit right now, though. We do have a beautiful forecast out there. It's a little bit humid, but the DBAP, we have a game going on here shortly. Look at all the fans out there. Looks like a pretty nice forecast here this evening. No rainfall expected over the next couple of hours. It is warm, though. Temperatures at 75 in Raleigh. We're at 81 in Fayetteville, 80 degrees in Clinton. We do have the warmth for us right now. Tomorrow, though, I will say the one limiting factor as far as our severe potential is concerned. That first round that comes through in the morning may help to kind of stabilize things. If you walk outside, it feels comfortable. We have the cloud cover in place. That's actually a good sign when we talk about severe weather. If you were to walk out, see the sunshine, the humidity, that may lend itself to a worse day as far as the severe potential is concerned. Nonetheless, just make sure to stay weather aware tomorrow. We're at 73 degrees, 68 on Monday. Look at all of that dry weather there, Julian, as we head into this upcoming week. We may, into next weekend, finally have a dry weekend forecast, which is good. It's been a while. When's the last time we had a dry weekend? Oh, this is going to be, I believe, eight weekends in a row. And so, yeah, definitely uh, been a messy forecast, but next weekend looking better. Yeah, my wife says that over and over again. It's raining again this weekend. I say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. All right, thanks, Anthony. All right, Casey Hintz is coming up next, and she has an update on what exactly is going on with the Canes. Last night, the Carolina Hurricanes advanced to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, beating the New York Islanders 2-1 in thrilling overtime fashion, courtesy of Paul Stassi. And finally, a coach who has a better reaction to a win than Rod Brennamore. I'll wait. No wonder why his guys play the way they do in front of him. Now, Jordan Stahl called it a sneaky classic overtime goal, and it came from an unlikely hero in 37-year-old Paul Stastny. But he wouldn't have been called that many times before in his career. Career. In his prime, he was a top-line forward, but when he signed with Carolina, he was added depth. It's a new role for him, and it's taken some time to get used to. Now, after averaging just about 12 minutes of ice time in 73 regular season games, he's been leaned on here more in the playoffs due to those piling up of injuries. And in turn, he's had three goals in the series, included last night's game winner. Rod Brennamore said, we don't talk about him much, but his attitude through all of this couldn't have been better. You know, one of the things that stands out to me is, you know, we call up Jack Drury, who was kind of taking some of his minutes, and he's out there helping him, trying to, you know, here's what you got to do on this, and look, you know, that's the kind of guy he is. So we, we did a great job in bringing that guy in. You know, sometimes it's frustrating, but at the same time, uh, you know, I remember when I was younger, there was guys I played that were in the same position, and they were always good guys to lean on, good guys to talk to, and, and learned a lot from those guys, and I try to just get back to the younger guys whenever I can. The Carolina Panthers offensive lineman will have an NC State flair. The Cats grabbing pack guard Chandler Zavala, 114th overall in the fourth round earlier today. 
That, of course, reunites him with his old pal, Akeem Ikuanu. Now, that connection was one reason why Frank Reich and company liked him, but the numbers don't lie either. Pro Football Focus, according to Pro Football Focus, he allowed just seven hurries, one hit, and zero sacks, over 615 pass-blocking snaps between 2021 and 2022. You can say Zavala is excited to be heading up to Charlotte. I'm just, I'm just ready to get into Carolina and just take it day by day, get in there in camp and just do what I do and just work and just work and show everybody what I can do and just keep rolling. He's a guy that everybody wanted here. We said, figure out the value. And then when we took him, you know, guys from across the league were like, wow, like, that's a great pick. You could tell he was, everyone was trying to keep him under the radar, but he was a guy people knew about. North Carolina offensive lineman Asim Richards headed to the Big D, selected 169th overall in the fifth round to the Dallas Cowboys. Richards made 38 starts over the course of his career while playing over 2,500 snaps. He earned third-team All-ACC honors in 2022. North Carolina baseball still looking to really find its stride in the ACC. Last night's opening series loss in Blacksburg was the fifth straight conference loss and first shutout loss in ACC play since 2021. Let's get you up to Virginia Tech. It didn't look good early. Heels were down 3-0 in the third inning, but this is the guy you want up. Matt Horvath, top 20 in the nation in home runs. Bases are juiced. The Mac Daddy smokes one out for his team leading 17th in a long ball. And just like that, Carolina out in front, and they weren't done, and they would not look back. Boys erupted for eight in the fourth inning. They go on to win. They'll play the series finale later tonight. Durham Bowls back at home tonight for Game 5 against Memphis. Can't make it to the D-Bap? Catch all the action on WREL News Plus. First pitch at 635, 34 over the air, and channel 1257 on Spectrum. And really quick, a shout-out, NC Courage picked up its second win of the season last night, shutting out the Houston Dash 1-0. Julian, good for those ladies to get back in the win column. It's been a little bit of a, a slow go here for those ladies, but a good one nonetheless. A win's a win, right? Win's a win, exactly. All right. Thanks, Casey, and thanks for joining us tonight. Next on NBC Nightly News, a noise complaint leads to a shooting rampage. The manhunt now underway for the person who killed five people, including a child. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.